as I danced her around the room. Then I suddenly said, She blinded me with science. What? Sydney asked. That could be our song. She laughed outright, and I realized I hadn't heard that sound in a very long time. It somehow managed to make my heart both ache and leap. Well, she said, I guess that's better than tainted love. We both laughed then, and she rested her cheek against my chest. I kissed the top of her golden head, taking in the mingled scents of her soap and skin. It feels wrong, she said quietly. To be happy, I mean, when Jill's out there. At that name, my heart sank, and a heavy darkness threatened to descend on me and shatter this small moment of joy I'd created. I had to forcibly push away the darkness, making myself step back from a dangerous precipice I knew all too well these days. We'll find her, I whispered, tightening my hold on Sydney. Wherever she is, we'll find her. If she's still alive, that inner voice said nastily. It's probably worth pointing out that the voice that kept speaking in my head wasn't part of some mental exercise. It was actually a very distinct voice, belonging to my dead aunt Tatiana, former queen of the Maroi. She wasn't with me in any ghostly form, though. Her voice was a delusion, born out of the increasing grip insanity was taking on me, thanks to the rare type of magic I used. A quick prescription would have shut her up, but it also would have cut me off from my magic, and our world was too unpredictable right now for me to do that. And so this phantom Aunt Tatiana and I had become roommates in my mind. Sometimes that delusional presence terrified me, making me wonder how long it would be until I completely lost it. At other times, I found myself taking her in stride, and that scared me even more, that I was coming to regard her as normal. For now, I managed to ignore Aunt Tatiana as I kissed Sydney again. We'll find Jill, I said more firmly. And in the meantime, we have to keep living our lives. I suppose so, said Sydney with a sigh. I could tell she was trying to summon back that earlier cheer. If this is supposed to make up for our lack of a wedding dance, I kind of feel underdressed. Maybe I should go dig out that gown. No way, I said. Not that that dress wasn't great, but... I kind of like you underdressed. In fact, I wouldn't mind if you were a lot more underdressed. I stopped waltzing, or whatever dance move it was I'd been attempting to do, and brought my mouth down to hers in a very different sort of kiss than the one I'd just given her. Heat filled me as I felt the softness of her lips, and I was surprised to sense an answering passion in her. In light of our recent circumstances, Sydney hadn't been feeling particularly physical, and honestly I couldn't blame her. I'd respected her wishes and kept my distance, not realizing how much I'd missed that fire in her until now. We found ourselves sinking down onto the couch, arms wrapped tightly around each other, still kissing passionately. I paused to study her, admiring the way the candlelight shone on her blonde hair and brown eyes. I could have drowned in that beauty, that and the love I could feel radiating off of her. It was a perfect, much-needed romantic moment. At least, it was until the door opened. Mom? I exclaimed, leaping off Sydney like I was a high school kid and not a married man of 22. Oh, hello, dear, my mother said, strolling into the living room. Why are all the lights off? It looks like a mausoleum in here. Was the power out? She flipped on a light switch, making both Sydney and me wince. It's back now, but you really shouldn't have lit so many candles. It's dangerous. She helpfully blew a cluster out. Thanks, said Sydney flatly. It's nice to know you're taking safety seriously.
Her expression reminded me of the time my mother had helpfully pulled out a bunch of sticky notes that were cluttering up a book Sydney had spent hours painstakingly notating. Mom, I thought you were going to be gone a couple of hours, I said pointedly. I was, but it was just getting too awkward over at the feeder's salon. You'd think everyone would be busy at the council meeting, but no. So many stairs. I couldn't relax, so they just let me bring one with me. She glanced around. Where'd he go? Ah, there. She stepped back out into the hallway and stared in a dazed-looking human who was a little older than me. Sit over there on that chair, and I'll be right with you. I leapt to my feet. You brought a feeder here? Mom, you know how Sydney feels about that. Sydney made no comment, but blanched at the sight of the feeder sitting across the room. His eyes, dazed and happy from the endorphins he received from letting vampires feed off of him, stared around blankly. My mother sighed in exasperation. What do you expect me to do, darling? There was absolutely no way I could feed with Maureen Taurus and Gladys Doshkov sitting there.